Hello, everybody. I'm glad to be back from my vacation. Had some great family time, very needed decompressing time. And if you know me, I'm very glad I got that word right because sometimes I use decomposing, which is absolutely not correct. Um, but that's a story in itself. <laughs> so I am Julie Drake with Shine with Julie. And today I am so excited to have Michelle Baum with me. And Michelle and I met at a great networking um, organization here in Peoria, um, really geared towards um, making sure that you are supported in achieving your goals, whatever those are. And Michelle is a an entrepreneur. She loves helping women find their own spark of inspiration. I know she's helped me find that on occasion. She believes that people are inspired, they come alive, and they go on to become great leaders of their own in business, family, and community through the help that she provides. And she's a new entrepreneur, newish. Um, 2017, she launched Inspired Salon and Boutique in Pekin, Illinois. And she has since added a special mission. Um, and I think you said to me, COVID helped you do this a little sooner than expected. So you'll have to tell us some, I'm not gonna tell the details on that one. Um, but when she's not running her business, she's a wife and a mom to two boys and has a very full active family life. So welcome, welcome, Michelle. We're so excited to have you here. And Thank you know, you aside from me. a little bit, I'd love you to tell our audience a little bit about you and what brought you to the space of entrepreneurship. We'd love to hear that story. Yeah, well, like you said, I'm, I, I kind of came to entrepreneurship actually starting the business a little bit later in life. I, I officially hit middle age this year. So I, I that's kind of a Welcome. new thing. I like that. <laughs> I think I know what people are talking about. Like turning uh -huh. 30 is pretty awesome. So uh -huh. I'm happy about that. Um, but I, I feel like I was always an entrepreneur. I just didn't quite know that I was. Um, yeah. I was kind of the, I was the very serious child. Like I played business with, with carried a little briefcase around that my mom had gotten and I thought oh my it was like gosh, the coolest it. toy in the world. And I would dream of, you know, working on Wall Street and carrying that briefcase and wearing a suit to work. Like I thought that was, oh, wow. was the life. That was your dream job. Yes, that was my dream time. job. So I knew I liked playing business and I went to college because that's what you do. Um, right. and I studied serious business stuff like finance and accounting and all of that kind of stuff. So I was really more of that analytical, logical, yeah. naturally type person. But when I got to college, I mean, I guess growing up in a Midwestern town, you're not really exposed to a lot of different things. But when I got to college, my eyes were like saucers. <laughs> like it was the first time that we were talking about creative ideas and mm -hmm. what you could do with them. And you know, seeing the world from a different perspective. That was my first real Interesting. real exposure to that, mm -hmm. I guess, to sure. like, realizing that I had an opportunity that I could use a business to solve a problem, not just work right. in somebody else's business. Yeah, it, I don't know why it had never occurred to me when I was a child playing that game that I could mm -hmm. actually use it as a form of creativity. So right. I got super excited about that idea. But after college, I went and worked um, in a bank because that's what you do with a degree in finance is you work in banking. <laughs> um, you followed all those paths that you should do. I hear a lot yes. of should. 
keep going. Shoulds. I checked, I was checking everything mm-hmm. off that list, yep. right? I should do this. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I just happened into a wonderful bank with a wonderful mentor that saw in me how I liked working with people and how I liked solving problems and how I could be they don't like to use the word creative in banking because that's usually fraud. Creative banking. They don't like creative people right. that much. But yeah, she could see that. that in me and she developed that in me and put me in a position where those skills were would really shine. Um, mm-hmm. So I started doing community lending where I could go out and help first-time homebuyers learn how to buy a house. And that just lit me up inside. I loved that I was helping these people solve their problems. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved that I could actually change a community because I was helping people in that community create wealth, create, you know, Mm -hmm. I was helping with financial literacy and all of those kinds of things. So I got that big emotional payoff and I was like, oh, this is, this is what business is supposed Mm -hmm. to be. Um, But then, (laughs) then I had my kids. And I, I learned that working for somebody else wasn't going to work for me, you know, especially bankers hours, um, that that wasn't the kind of life I wanted. I wanted more of that work life integration where Mm -hmm. I could have my business go, you know, run the kids to softball practice and then come back and work a couple hours in the evening. I liked that. And that worked for me. Um, so I stayed home with the kids and started in a direct sales business, mm-hmm. um, selling handbags. I went from banking to handbags. I don't know. It just made sense to me at the time. <laughs> but <laughs> it was always something like, I'll do this until I get back to my my day mm-hmm. job. Right. And then turns out I fell in love with that, too, because now I got to develop teams of people that right. could help other people. And it became a real mission and a real life's purpose to figure out how can I build these women on my team into someone that could build a business that could help Mm -hmm. other women. Um, And again, I loved my job. It was the greatest thing I'd ever Mm -hmm. done in my life. Right. And um, then abruptly that business closed. So we went from, you know, having this amazing team to all of a sudden it was gone. And that was the moment I realized I want something that nobody else can take away from me because I did not choose to let that business close. Mm -hmm. That was not my choice. And I did not like that. Um, So I didn't know what I was going to do after that, but I knew I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to solve big problems. I knew I wanted to build women. And I just waited for the opportunity to land in my lap. And And it took almost a year. Yeah, it took almost a year. But as soon as I saw, as soon as I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. Right. And I took action on it. So that's how I ended up owning a salon. (laughs) And And it's quite a ways away from your, yeah. So one of the things that I actually didn't know until I got your information was the distance between your home and your salon. Because I thought they were pretty close. But um they're not. <laughs> no, no. So okay. I did not plan on owning a salon. In fact, mm-hmm. when I uh, signed the lease, I had maybe been in a salon 10 times in my life. Like I only oh went gosh. when I was forced because it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't something I enjoyed. I didn't own a flat iron. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do makeup. Like it just right. didn't make sense that I would <laughs> own the salon. So I <laughs> happened upon it um, because I was helping a friend that owned a salon. 
And uh, it happened to be in Pekin and we were just looking and I came with her and the hair on the back of my neck stood up when I walked in the door mm. and something said, this is where you're supposed to be. So that's in, in that's Pekin. That's so cool. I live a half hour away. And in the time that it took for me to drive from here to home, I decided I was going to own a salon. Mm-hmm. And when I told my husband about it, he's like, what? why? I, I don't. <laughs> Why can't we own the one across the street that's vacant? Like there's a salon right. on every corner. Why, and I know it has to be this one because this is the one that spoke to me. This is where I'm supposed to be. So I didn't choose it. It chose me. It yeah. crashed into me and I just happened to say yes. Now, talk to me about that because, you know, you have to be in a receptive mindset even to have something like that happen and just know and be able to take that leap. So, you know, how did you go from the person in college to the should, I should do this, I should do that with my career to being so amazingly open and so that you were ready at them? Was there something definite or was it just a progression of things? throughout that time that you think added to your openness to that opportunity at that moment? I think it was a progression of things. So it okay. was my own personal development. Um, mm-hmm. I, I got interested in personal development about the time I was starting uh, the drug sales business when I left uh, banking, because then you are on your own and you have to kind of figure it out mm-hmm. on your own. You don't have somebody telling you what to do. So right. I knew I didn't have the skills to be able to see things um, see opportunities on my own Mm -hmm. without developing that. So I started doing that. But, um, the biggest, uh, if I had to say like, what was the turning point for me? Um, when that direct sales business closed, I kept sitting with this idea. Like I knew I was supposed to do something great, but I didn't Mm -hmm. know what it was. And I would talk with anybody that would listen to me about this idea that I didn't even know I had. It was just, I just kept saying, I have the pieces. I can't figure it out. I knew a bunch of entrepreneurs, so I would talk with them like, what does this mean? Why am I getting these signs that I'm supposed to be doing something with this? It doesn't make any sense. So I would talk to anybody that would listen. And a friend recommended a book to me. She said, let me tell you what's happening to you right now. And you need to read this book. It was Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Thank I'm you sure for saying, okay, I repeat that. Told you about that it. <laughs> I wanted to ask you because you've, yeah. you've taught on this book before. Yes. Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Okay. So she's the eat, pray, love girl. Like the, okay. uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's her. If Julia Roberts plays you in a movie, then you're a big deal. So she's a big deal. And this was like a couple books after eat, pray, love, but it's all, it's all based on this idea that ideas are a life force that are floating Mm -hmm. around in the world and they land on people and they say, will you be my mother? Do you, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I think you have what it takes Right. To give birth to me and make this idea a thing. Will you do it? And if you are not open, that idea might land on It'll you and you'll shoot it away. Yeah. You, you okay. won't even you won't even acknowledge it. You'll be like, you're so stupid right. idea, like leave. You right. know, most people yeah. even do that. And an idea is like its only job is to be born, so it's gonna right. move on to the next person. Um, so that I, that book came into my life at a time where I was like getting all these signs and all these ideas and all these things. Yeah. And it taught me all I have to do is breathe life to in them, play with them a little bit, see what mm-hmm. they become. Just, right. just quit shooing it away and see what happens. 
Yeah. And so I happened to be at a moment in my life where I was able to see those signs when they landed on me. That's awesome. That's awesome because, you know, some people get so caught up in they want all the answers before they begin. And you are the epitome of <laughs> I didn't I have any <laughs> answers, but I got started anyway. And I love that. I I truly yeah. do, Michelle, because you were brave enough to say yes to something, to an unknown. And I often equate it, um, and I don't even know if you've seen this movie, but um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. The Last Crusade, where it's the Sean Connery one, and um, you know Harrison Ford's on this huge gorge ledge, and he has to get to the other side. Oops, we lost Michelle. Hang on just a second, we're gonna get her back. I was so talking about something fun. Um, so anyway, I'm going to uh, finish that little story and Michelle will pop back in. But anyway, so in this movie, Harrison Ford is on this ledge. He has to get to the other side, but he, um, just come back in. Hang on just a second, guys. So um, anyway, he's on the ledge. He has to get to the other side. And what he does is, you know, he doesn't see that there's a bridge. The bridge is not even covered, but he takes some sand and he like scoots it across and sees this little shimmer of an invisible bridge. And but he has to step in order for the bridge to be completely visible. And, you know, that's Michelle's back with us. Hey, hey. <laughs> Um, love technology. So anyway, that is exactly what you did, Michelle. You took a leap of faith, a true leap of faith. And here we are, 2021, four years later, you're still going strong. Um, so you've definitely had challenging times. I mean, we all know what happened with all the shutdowns and how salons mm -hmm. especially were affected in the beginning. Um, so talk to us about how you handled those challenging times and you're still going strong today. Yeah, well, I love what you say about taking the first step before you can even see the bridge. Yeah. And I, I think what people don't realize is that there's so many steps that you can take that aren't completely cashing out your 401k and investing it in hair products. Right. You don't yeah. need to do that on day one. I worked for almost a year before I spent a dime on this mm -hmm. idea. You know, you can, you can research. You can, there's so many excuses that people right. make for not taking that step. Mm -hmm. And because I've become the person that you share ideas with now since I've my business is right. name inspired. So people want to tell me they're inspired ideas, but mm -hmm. they speak the idea. And then the next sentence out of their mouth is why they can't do it. Right. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, yeah, it, it becomes almost like, I already know what you're going to tell me. You don't have enough money. You don't have enough time. Right. It's the same things that I didn't yeah. have enough of, but there's a mm -hmm. hundred ways that you can work this problem from all different angles before you even invest a dime. It might take some time right now, yeah. but you can do that. So yeah. really it's more of a confidence in your ability to figure things mm -hmm. out than right. it is a confidence because I was not confident in what, you know, a salon would need. <laughs> right. I don't know. I I never been in one. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I didn't know what that was going to take, but I was confident that 
I would figure it out when it yeah. came. And that yes. confidence has only come from trial and error, from mm -hmm. failing miserably. And then Thank you. Saying, you made mistakes, right? Yes. You're still standing, but you, oh you made mistakes. Yeah. I made stupid it's okay. mistakes. I made expensive mm -hmm. mistakes. I made mistakes mm -hmm. that cost me months of my life. Mm -hmm. And then you yeah. work and work and work on something and then it doesn't work out. And it's like, okay, well, that didn't work out. Right. So what yeah. did I learn? Let me, you know, yeah. you don't suffer for no reason. So let me figure out why I screwed up and how I screwed up. And then I'll try it again. Right. And Dust off, do it differently. But afraid to suck publicly at something, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So how do you work... Um, you know, because you are now a half hour from home and you said that one of your initial goals was to be that mom. Yes. So how does that work with your business now? Well, I think there, you know, at first I failed miserably at that as well. <laughs> you know, I was not the, I, I went through many years of feeling like I was never a good enough mom, never a good enough business person, like nothing yeah. I did was ever enough. So I failed miserably at that for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And I would say even made myself very unhealthy through mm -hmm. that process of having unrealistic expectations of yeah. what I could, what a human being could do. I mean, I know I'm, mm -hmm. I have good skills, but there's only certain, so much a human being can handle. Right. And I am not a machine. So mm -hmm. uh, the turning yeah. point for me on that was first realizing that all of the people that I admire that had these huge successful businesses have help. <laughs> like, I don't know what I thought they were doing, that they're sitting there right. making dinner and doing an Instagram video that looks like professional yeah. quality at the same time. That's what I yeah. thought they were doing. I don't know why. <laughs> but it Because they they are so good, they make you think that. And, yes. and I agree that, that mom guilt is awful. It's awful. Because yeah. you think that anybody else that's out there doing it, again, perception is everything. And, you know, I... I heard something that you said, you know, the stress got so overwhelming because you put so many expectations on you. These were yes. self-imposed expectations yes. um, that led to an unhealthy spot in your life because of the stress of having to be all things to all people at all times. Yes. So how yes. did that, because I know that you're not that now. So yeah. what are some steps that you took to come into that more, um, like you said, that human world, what can yeah. I do for me and my kids and my family and my husband? What are some things that you recognized and how did you change that pattern? Well, we, we had to make some real radical changes in our life. And I don't always recommend, I mean, we, we fly by the seat of our pants sometimes. Now we're, we're embracing entrepreneurs in our family. It's like, we don't mm -hmm. know what's going to happen tomorrow and we're okay with it. But we weren't okay right. with that five years ago. Um, so we had to make some radical changes in our home life first. Um, mm -hmm. We actually made a big flip in our house. So my husband was always the breadwinner because I was the entrepreneur and could do whatever ideas I wanted, whether they made money or not. Um, right. Because we had the stable paycheck. Well, we flipped that. And now he stays home with the children. And I work okay. full time. And just that tiny little thing. That, I mean, it's not a tiny thing. That was a huge life, life huge. shift. Yeah. But sure. just the tiny thought of, well, what would it look like if we did that? Because it, it, before mm -hmm. it had never occurred to me as even a possibility. Right. And 
we started looking at every area of our life and how can we make this work? What will it take? Mm-hmm. Just no emotion, no excuses. Right. What would it take? And my mm-hmm. husband loves being home with our oh, kids. Good. He's an amazing cook. I have Here's truth. <laughs> I have not cooked a meal for my family in over two years. Oh my and goodness. I'm comparing my, before when I was doing that, you don't realize mm-hmm. the weight that that yeah. carries until you're like, you don't have to do it anymore. So if my kid gets right. sick at school, I don't have to go get them. Right. You know, I have that help where before yeah. I'm trying to do it all. Yeah. And so we just had to make some radical changes in our family. And, if, you know, another radical change is I had to learn how to say no to things that were not serving me. Yeah. And, and that's, that's not sometimes. easy. That is so not easy. Yeah. Mm-mm. And so I just want to quickly say that not everybody is, sorry, I have this hair in my face. Not everybody is in that (laughs) position where they have, you know, a husband that would be receptive to that, um, you know, or would be okay with that. Um, So I want to share just a couple things with the audience here on ways that you can outsource um, Mm -hmm. if you don't have that person at home. Instacart is now my super friend and it came about from the pandemic. You know, I was like, yeah, I'll order groceries. I'd never thought about it before, but then I'm like, why am I making the list, spending the time in the store, bringing it home, packing? It's like, okay, I make my list anyway. So now I make my list online. They shop for me, they deliver it. Yeah, I still put it away or the kids put it away. But that's a time saver that you, that I think of as business outsourcing, DoorDash, you know, yes, it costs money. But again, if you need to free up time, Mm -hmm. there are so many different ways, even in a smaller community like we live in, that you can hire or outsource some of those things that you were doing full on. You know, there's times I love to cook. There's times I don't. And I used to feel guilty about eating out. My family would be like clapping. Let's let's eat out. (laughs) Let's eat out more. Um, But you know, like you said, the mom guilt, I should be making dinners or, you know, for me, I should be, but there are ways to eat healthy on DoorDash. And then they bring the food to you, you put it on the table and you can keep doing what you do. You don't need to stress out that you are the only person that can do this um, and work and take care of the family. And I I love that you took that step back and, um, you know, flipped the script. And like you said, it sounds to me like throughout your entrepreneurial life, and it's been a relatively short time, so you've come a long way in a short time, but you've really gotten rid of a lot of those shoulds and you've made a different path. And, you know, um, as a mom, I will say that that's one thing that I love about being an entrepreneur is showing my kids a different way. Um, not that being an employee is bad. I want to clarify that too, because there are some people that are amazing employees and that is their gift. That's what they're supposed to do. Um, people like you and me, I'm totally unemployable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know want to employ me at this point, (laughs) um, for so many reasons, but you know, it's not that, I'm just not made for that role. That's not where my purpose is. And that's not where your purpose was. That's why you kept feeling those nudges. Um, So what would you say to that woman out there that is, you know, maybe an employee, but she's supposed to be an entrepreneur. And, you know, you said it, you have these conversations a lot. So I can't wait to hear the advice that you give. Um, You know, 
like maybe you, she knows there's something for her to do, but she doesn't even know what it is. What would you say to that person? Well, I think the first step is just allowing yourself the time to dream about that. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's, you know, the 15 minutes that you have when you're running in the car, taking your kids from school to practice. Yeah. Say like, that's my 15 minutes of dream time. Those kids are going to be quiet and let me like, on, yeah. you know, I'm sitting there. Or they can dream with you. They, they can dream with you. You know, you hey, what would you it. want? Yeah. Yeah. So you talk about it and you allow yourself those mm-hmm. pockets of time to dream mm-hmm. and talk about it to anybody that will listen. But wait, yeah. let me say that. Anybody that you trust that will listen right. because not everybody yeah. has not everybody gets the right to right. hear your most people who aren't going to squelch your dream before your dream even yes. has a moment to breathe and gain life yes right Agreed. so speak it to the right people but speak about right. it get yourself yeah. in groups of people that are doing the same mm-hmm. thing again this costs nothing to right. meet other entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs mm-hmm. love meeting people. Yes. They love talking to people. They love hearing yeah. about your ideas and sharing theirs. And you never know what you are going to hear. Right. From I mean, you and I would not yeah. have met if we were not no. in a networking group together. We wouldn't have right. run in the same circles. We wouldn't have yeah. crashed into each other. So yeah. you have to allow yourself the opportunity to let that dream mm-hmm. breathe a little bit. And then start taking action. I don't care. Like, okay, so I knew I wanted to open a salon and I knew I was going to have to learn about hair products and like at least Mm -hmm. have some basic knowledge about it. Right. So I could watch a billion tutorials on YouTube about that and it didn't cost me a thing. It was just something to breathe life into that dream to say, yeah, "Yeah, I may not know all that, but here's some resources. I could figure it out. Right. Um, So did you make a list? Did you journal about that? You know, when things would come into your mind, the can'ts, right? Yeah. I can't because, or the excuses. Did you journal them and just, you know, whenever something negative would come up, did you then put positives to it? I know that some people use that method. What was your method of getting past those things that came up? Because I'm sure that they did, even though you might not have, you know, heeded the can't call, but they came up and how did you address them at the time? So I, I have my mantra of I'm confident in my ability to figure things out. So whenever mm-hmm. I would feel that even the physical sensations of being anxious right. about something and not understanding yeah. or not getting it, I mean, I had to learn mm-hmm. a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. the stuff that I, that I don't have personal confidence about, you know, these mm-hmm. are things that I already feel vulnerable learning about. So it's weird right. To, right. to do that. Um, so I would have mantras. When I would feel it coming, I could, you know, even close my eyes for a second and say to myself, I don't get it, but I'm confident in my ability to figure it out. And yeah. sometimes that was enough. Sometimes mm-hmm. that was enough to let it go and say, yep, I don't know right. yet. I don't know how yeah. to do this yet was another right. word that I would say a lot. Yet, oh, I love yet. that. Yeah. Um, and I had to learn a lot of technology stuff that was not easy for me. And that one is really hard, especially because I've leaned into the creative part of my brain. So like sitting down in front of a computer is hard for me to do now. Um, I would ask for help. I got Mm -hmm. to the point where I had my trusted people and I could feel myself getting stuck and feel myself getting anxious. And so I would try and get unstuck as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. Because if you let yourself live in that stuck moment of I can't figure this one thing out, Right. You could derail your, all your success just by getting stuck yeah. there. So 
if I felt myself getting stuck, I just would ask myself, who do I know that can help me get unstuck right now? Mm -hmm. And I would right. call that person. <laughs> right. Or how important is it to figure that problem out at the moment that it comes up? You know, I think that that's something that also we tend to zero in on. This is a problem. This is, I have to fix it. But, you know, sometimes when you take a step back as a business owner and realize, yeah, it's a problem, but you know, it's not stopping me from doing X, Y, Z. So right. I can come back to that at a time when I feel a better energy about it or when I have the resources that can help me. Today, I don't need to worry about that, you know, yes. kind of thing. So yes. prioritizing those, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the first five years is nothing but crisis and putting out fires and putting up systems yeah. and like figuring things out. So you always feel like you're spinning your wheels, you right. know, in those first few years. But if you can just prioritize those problems, know the ones that are mo that are going to move that ball forward. The other ones, right. maybe, like you said, maybe they're not even real problems that mm -hmm. need to be solved. <laughs> yeah. Put them aside for the moment. Yep. So we've talked a lot about work, but what is something outside of that work life? You guys, you and I are similar though. Yeah. <laughs> work is our play. I know I've heard it so many times, but. I know. Um, doesn't it frustrate you when people are like, you work too much? And I'm like, that's like saying yeah. you golf too much. Like you right. love doing yeah. it. I want to do it. it. <laughs> I do love it. But there is a balance. There is a yes. balance. And I have to say that that is something that, you know, um, my son played a great video for me on a, a ball player, I think. I'm going to totally get this wrong, but he's an <laughs> NBA player. I think he's on the Bucks team that's now in the NBA finals, but he was talking about being in the moment, not too focused on the future, not focused on the past, definitely, but being in the moment. And that's something that um, I set the intention in 2021 to be in the moment. So when I'm with my kids, I'm in the moment. I'm not worried about, you know, I keep a lot of lists because things do go through my mind and I want to make sure that I go back to it. But, you know, I really try to be in the moment because life does go so fast with your kids, yeah. especially that, you know, I have a 22 year old and well, almost a 23 and 20, you know, 14 year old that it's like they grow up super fast and it's I want to capture as many moments as I can. Mm -hmm. um, but so aside from work, what is something that you love to do um, that you feel, you know, you've really accomplished in life being in the moment? Well, I think, you know, shut down and, and being mm -hmm. forced to be at home was probably one of the greatest blessings I ever could have been given because I've always been go, go, go. I, I have a lot of mm -hmm. energy. And I like being around people and I like going to, you know, events and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. then when I couldn't do that, um, at first I was panicked, but then after a couple of weeks, I started realizing I love being at home. Yeah. Like I love how I feel when I walk in the door, my family's there mm -hmm. and the dogs come running, <laughs> you know, I, I, right. I love that, that initial feeling of walking in mm -hmm. my home. So I really work hard to try and get myself in the mindset before I arrive at home so that I can mm -hmm. feel that moment. That's the first right. couple minutes where I walk in the door. And if I can be present enough to feel that, then mm -hmm. all like all the joy, all the good stuff, I can be there with my kids and they want to show me something on a video game. And I'm like, yeah. I can't wait to see it, you know? 
Exactly. <laughs> yes, I can't wait to watch this YouTube video with you or whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah. But it, it makes it so I'm not thinking about it. If I can allow mm-hmm. myself to feel that moment of joy when I walk in the door, then I don't yeah. worry about the other stuff. I can't, That's I can awesome. feel it. Um, so that I found like the critical moment for me to get myself from work to life is mm-hmm. that walking in the door. Um, and if I can make the most of that, then everything else is easier. Um, so I do that, you know, our family does spend a lot of time together, like outdoors or playing mm-hmm. with the dogs, hiking, traveling, that kind of stuff. And nice. before I wasn't enjoying it. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, we might be on a hike, but I'm making voice, voice notes in my phone of all the stuff that's running mm-hmm. through my head for work. And I was like, I, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. I. Yeah. It makes me anxious because I'm mm-hmm. thinking too far in the future. And I don't mm-hmm. even know if I might get hit by a bus on my way home. So why am I worrying about this right, right now? <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> the hike with the family. The work yeah. will still be there. It'll Absolutely. be there. And I found the more <clears throat> I made space to be off, Mm-hmm. the more creative and the more in tune I was when I came back. That's a so, really good reminder. Yeah. Yeah. So I do that. Yeah. I go on. Um, I just went last uh, two weeks ago on a silence retreat for five days of really? complete silence where I was all alone, you know, just living in a cabin in the woods. I know it sounds like the most I, amazing experience because it is. I've been doing that for a couple of years now and I need that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So then I come back and it is like, I, I don't know, I, I, a firecracker all over again. I get re-inspired, but before I wouldn't even allow myself the time to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you go off all by yourself, five yeah. days off the grid. Don't talk to off anybody. The grid. Yeah. You don't even see another person for five days. It's like, wow. it's the best. <laughs> wow. I know that's like, whoa to me, but awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to work up about, to it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, so quickly before we wrap up today, I want you to share a little bit about that new idea that, yeah. well, it was an idea, but that was birthed out of the shutdown time because you had time to yeah. think and to grow different ideas. So tell me a little bit about that. So, you know, when you're starting those new ideas, like you think you know what it is, but it's mm-hmm. it's only like a tiny sliver of the right. whole iceberg, right? Like you can only see the little bit of it mm-hmm. um, poking out of the water. Well, COVID allowed me to, I mean, I knew there was the whole iceberg under there, but it allowed me to actually like write it out. <laughs> yeah. Because I kept saying, I feel like I'm building like six businesses all at once. And when I wrote it down, I was building six businesses all at once. <laughs> That's why I felt that way. <laughs> right. Right. So one piece of what, so I own a salon and boutique, right? Um, and, and then it turned into a spa salon and boutique. And I always felt like I had this big, bigger entrepreneurs in general, Mm -hmm. not specifically salon entrepreneurs, but this has just happened to be where I get my start. Right. So I created the Inspired Foundation to help all women find their spark on what is it that you want to do? If it's not here, if it's not owning a salon, that's, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I don't, it doesn't matter what the the vehicle is going to be, but let's help you find your spark and Mm -hmm. then get you the resources that you need, get you the support that you need to actually run with it and turn it into something. Um, That's awesome. It was, it was always on the horizon, but COVID allowed Mm -hmm. me to, to sit down 
and file all the paperwork that you have to file and yeah. all the stuff, you know, that you have to do. Um, so that's what I gave myself for my 40th birthday was the Inspired Foundation, something that I that's could now great. take what I have learned and dump it into mm -hmm. other people and see them run with it. And it's been the best gift I ever gave myself. <laughs> and everybody else around you. And everybody and else. The people yeah. you don't even know yet that are going to come yeah. across your path because of that. Yeah. That's awesome. I want to make sure that people know how to find you. Yeah. And this is your um, Instagram handle. So yep. you can find Michelle on Instagram here and connect with her about her mission, about her foundation, um, any questions. And, you know, one of the things that we both share a passion on is really helping that entrepreneur that just knows there's something for them to do, that budding entrepreneur, that questioning entrepreneur. Um, I was you. I never thought I would be an entrepreneur, but yeah. you know, it was just something I finally heeded the call 18 years ago and I've never looked back. And mm -hmm. you know, now I take different paths when I need to, when you know, the forks in the road present themselves, but that that one decision was a benchmark decision in my life and one that was scary at the time but totally worth it in the end. And um, Michelle, I just thank you so much for being with us today, for sharing your wisdom and your passion um, about helping others succeed. It's so apparent and it just, you light up with excitement when you talk about it. So oh. <laughs> thank you so much for being here and everybody else. Um, I believe that you have the ability to shine. And if you don't believe it, borrow my belief for a while. Until next week. Shine on. Bye. Bye-bye.